Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro on a Thursday in Philadelphia. I'm here at the Novacare Complex. Nick Sirianni has just met the media and talking about, well, they haven't quite yet decided how they're going to play it on Saturday night. We'll find out. A primetime game, nationally televised game, Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys to wrap up the regular season. It's an historic game, right? The 17th game of this regular season. The first time ever in the NFL that we've had a 17-game regular season. Eagles 9-7. and seven. We'll find out about Saturday. But the big picture here is obviously that the Eagles are in the playoffs and want to go into the playoffs as healthy and as ready as they possibly can. So you can kind of get a sense of what they're going to do maybe, but who knows? You know, maybe they'll decide on Friday that, hey, let's play some guys for a few series and go out and just get some good reps. I I don't know. But we're going to enjoy the game against the Cowboys because we always enjoy the game against the Cowboys. We'll get an in-depth look at the Dallas Cowboys and the NFC East with our good friend Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. Also, Mike Quick, Eagles Hall of Famer, radio analyst. He and I talk about how the world did the Eagles get here from 2-5 and five to 9-7. and seven. A few minutes from Quick 6 on that. We're also going to hear from Jay Ajayi. You remember him in 2017. He was acquired in a trade at the trade deadline. He helped the Eagles win the Super Bowl. And then was injured. And then a career over. What is Jay Ajayi up to these days? Always entertaining and some really great perspective on his time in Philadelphia. But let's begin with a a player who's been just, well, just terrific this season. I mean, like, just terrific. We don't often talk about kickers unless they do something wrong. That's kind of the way it works. They make a mistake and everybody talks about them. Well, Jake Elliott in his, believe it or not, fifth year as a Philadelphia Eagle, he's not making mistakes in 2021. No question, this has been his very best season as a Philadelphia Eagle. Here are the numbers. 28 of 31 on field goal attempt. That's a conversion rate of 90.3%, the best in his NFL career. He'd been at 83-9, 83-9, Last year dipped to 73-7, back up to 90.3%. He's been perfect from 20 to 29, perfect from 30 to 39, 9 of 12 from 40 to 49, one of those a block kick, and then 3 of 3 with a long of 58 from 50 yards plus. Big leg Jake. On extra points, perfect for the first time in his career, 42 of 42. A career high 126 points in this season with one game to go. So Jake Elliott has been absolutely money this year for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he joins me on the Eagles Insider Podcast. Jake, I'm, I'm here looking at your um, at your stats, and I I wonder, do you look at stats? Do you do you know like right off the top of your head what you've done this year, the numbers, and and very specifically what your numbers are? Um, to be completely honest, I I don't. Um, I know that. That they that they look probably pretty decent this year, but um, I, I am pretty unfamiliar with 
with where exactly we're at. And um, I think that's a good thing, in my opinion, just to kind of keep it the next next kick mentality all year. Interesting. So, so have you always been that way where you don't look at the numbers? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a pretty good idea of what what they're what they're at, but I, I've never been a, a guy that's totally bought up in the in all the statistics. Um, I think they can they can be misleading and, and tell a lot of different stories. So I, I always just kind of try to focus on on the task at hand every week, and that's that's just striking the ball well and, and trying to make kicks. Jake, how did you develop that mentality? Was that something that you just happened upon, or something that advice that you got from somebody? Um, it, it's kind of just always been my mindset, to be honest with you. I don't know that I really picked it up from anywhere, but um, ever ever since since really college, I think I've, I've never really bought into the statistics too much. Um, just just try to focus on on my job and. Um, I think they can. Uh, you you can get too high or too low when you look at that that stuff too much. Interesting. Oh, so how do you, so without looking at the numbers, how do you think your 2021 season has gone to date? Um, I think it's been good. I mean, I think I think I've been striking the ball really well all season. I've been been definitely confident. Uh, Rick and Aaron have been outstanding, and the guys protecting up front that obviously makes my job my job way easier. So um, they've, they've been great. And I feel like we've gotten into a little bit of a rhythm here. And I think we're, we're playing our best ball when it matters the most. Jake, I wonder if we can go back to, um, you know, the spring when Cam moved on and Aaron came in, what was your thought process on, Hey, this is really important to me that the operation stays top notch. Uh, let's get this right. Do you remember what it was like? Were you, was there any concern at all about a new holder? Um, I mean, there's obviously a little bit of concern whenever you're switching something in operation that, that you get so comfortable with over a few years. So um, it, it was definitely a point of emphasis. And um, Aaron, Aaron was really, really good about it from the start. He contacted me right away and um, he shot up to Philly when he didn't need to in the off season. And um, we got, we got a lot of work in on our own, just me me, Aaron, and Rick. So there's there's a lot of reps that that were accounted for in the off season that that maybe you wouldn't you wouldn't get every year. So um, he he was great about getting up here and kind of developing some chemistry, developing a rhythm. And I felt like it was it was kind of kind of guns a blazing once we stepped onto the field for for training camp. We'd already had so many reps together, so it was it was already a, a point of confidence going forward. I know you talked about it with reporters earlier, but. What were the kind of kind of things you wanted to work on coming into 2021? I mean, you had four really strong seasons here. Uh, I know perfection is always the goal, but were there things that you kind of wanted to specifically smooth over and 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 make just really right so that you were in a groove and you were going to stay in that groove? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's every off season. You kind of look back on a year and um, you look back on on things you really liked that you did and things that uh, you know maybe you can improve upon. And uh, that's what I did. I went back and watched some film and um, picked some things out that I really liked and picked some things out that maybe I wanted to change. And some of those things just led to to a little bit more consistency ball striking wise. Whether that was uh, shorting my steps up a little bit, which um, it's pretty technical, but. Um, got a lot of reps with that in the off season and just just kind of found some consistency there and found found a good tempo and a good rhythm and it's uh it's carried over into the season there's a couple of areas it just at least and again i know you're not into the specific statistics but you're plus 50 you're one of only a few kickers 
this year who's been knock on wood perfect from 50 plus do you feel like you have more leg or was the leg always there and you just happened to miss a kick or two along the way no i i think i don't think that that's changed dramatically i I just think i'm striking the ball really well this year um i think the legs always kind of been there um but uh just just striking the ball confidently hitting a nice straight ball flight so i I feel like i'm in i'm in total control of that um but yeah i mean i I had a good offseason at work and like i said we we're we're hitting the ball with confidence the operation's super clean so um there's a lot of a lot of factors there jake what what goes through your mind late in the game, close game, Eagles offense on the field. Do you want it to come down to you? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to with with this job. I, w- I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't want it to come down to my, my foot. So, um, obviously, I, I get excited about those opportunities. I feel like I'm kind of kind of got a little bit extra locked in on the sideline and, um, you know, just, just feeling confident, standing over by the nut, kind of in my own, my own little universe. But, um yeah, you you kind of live for those situations as a kicker, and um, you you hope that you hope that those things come down to you. And then Jake, I I know the weather has been really great this year. Are are you the only one, or are you one of the ones who is maybe not super happy that this game is a Saturday night? And who knows what that's going to bring as the weather's gotten a lot colder. <laughs> uh, you can only control you can control. So um, I I don't I don't usually check the weather until until the week of the game. So. Um, I, I hadn't even looked at it yet for for Sunday when I knew that that was a possibility. But um, yeah, it'll it'll be a little bit chilly, but that's that's uh, that's playing football in January up in Philadelphia, so that's what I signed up for. And then Jake, finally getting back into the postseason here, what does that mean to you? And 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 why do you think it's happened? What do you think's gone right for this football team? Yeah, I mean it's it's exciting. It's exciting. I mean that's this is why you do it. You want to be playing in these meaningful games late in the year and into, into late January, hopefully February. So um it's it's exciting to be back there. I know it's been it's been a little bit. Um we obviously missed out on that last last season, but um I think it's just a great great group of guys that came together at the right time. I mean we we felt like there was always kind of something there, but it was building, it was building it finally I think I think clicked and these guys these guys love playing for each other. This coaching staff's done a great job bringing us all together, and um, it, it's, it's exciting times here. But but we definitely uh, we got, we got one more week to focus on before we get to the good stuff there, and um, try to take care of Dallas this week. And then lastly, because this is truly the last question, Michael Clay came in here. You know, um, a young <laughs> special teams coordinator. A lot of people on the outside wondered about Michael and, and his lack of NFL experience per se what kind of job has he done what has he meant to you not only him but the entire you know group of, of special teams coaches yeah i mean clay clay's done an unbelievable job he's he's one of my favorite coaches i've ever had i mean he he rallies these guys he gets them he gets them to play hard um it, it means something to these guys because of because of how he portrays himself and how how he coaches this game so he he makes it fun and, and guys guys really care about it that's the that's the most important part in special teams is, is getting the guys to really really buy in and care about their roles and care about their jobs so um he's done a great job him tyler and, and joe p so um obviously nothing nothing but good things to say about those guys jake thank you so much congratulations right, on Dave. the season to date and good luck on saturday night thanks Dave. appreciate it so 
at one point, the Eagles, of course, were 2-5, and five, and everybody's wondering what's going on with this football team now. Boom, 9-7 and seven into the playoffs. Eagles legend Mike Quick, the Hall of Famer. Well, he and Merrill are in the booth every week figuring it out. What reached, what helped the Eagles reach? How'd they get here? How did the Eagles get to this point? One-on-one with Eagles Hall of Famer Mike Quick. Mike, we're standing here just a few days before the regular season finale. Yep. Um, how did how the Eagles get here? <laughs> That's a really good question. It's a combination of some really talented players and um, really some smart coaching. You know, this is a team that we didn't expect to be where they are, but if you look at that combination, the fact that coaches figured out who they have as players and started to utilize them in the right way, I think that that's really how we got to this point. Smart coaching and really, there are some talented guys on this roster. And you really you start with the offensive line because that's where the most talent is. But throughout this football team, you see a lot of talent. You look at what T.J. Edwards has done, he and Alex Singleton, the two leaders in tackles on that defense. Um, what they've done in the second half of this season, I just think is remarkable, the progress that they've made. And that really has helped this defense. Was there a point where you felt like, hey, this is really going in the right direction, or did it, was it kind of a gradual thing? It kind of sneaked up on me, quite honestly. You know, that you, at one, at one time they were really down, and then all of a sudden, hey, they're at 500, and then they're, they're where they are now. It really just sneaked up on me, and they gradually have gotten better and better. You know, the coach speak is that we try to get a little bit better each day, that type of talk. And it's showing up in the, in the wins and losses. And what did Nick show you in year one? In year one, he just, I just think he, I, I knew already that he was a guy who knows a lot of football, smart football guy. But what he's really impressed me with is his ability to connect with these guys and to get guys ready and have guys play the way they're playing. And that takes a leader of men, and that's that's what he's telling me now, that he's a leader of men. So Saturday night, you're in the booth, um, Lincoln Financial Field. What's your mood going to be? What, what's your approach going to be for this broadcast? So I'm just going to enjoy this one. You know, I know that the team's already in the playoffs. Uh, we're not sure as to who they're going to get in the playoffs, but, but they're there. So I'm just, I just want to enjoy. I'm not sure if they're going to play, you know, all their starters or who's going to play in the game, but... We're in a good position, and I'm just going to enjoy that. It's really it couldn't have worked out better to have a bye week yep. going into the postseason when anything can happen. I think it's wonderful that you get a chance to, if you want to, you could rest some of your players. And the fact that um, they're just in a good position, they've got that they got the bye week with four games left, and all four of those games are divisional games, and the way they've been able to handle this stretch of the season to get them in the right position in January, postseason, I'm just living in the moment and enjoying exactly where we are right now. The Dallas Cowboys are winners of the NFC East. And again, a statistic that is absolutely amazing. No repeat winner in this division since the Eagles did it in 2003-2004. The Cowboys win it. They had a tough loss last week against the Cardinals. How will they play it on Saturday night? For some insight into the Cowboys, let's go to Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com. Mickey, uh, thanks for joining me here. I don't think I really want to talk a ton about Saturday night. I just want to talk about the Cowboys in general, the kind of season that you've had, and 
How do you feel about this team going into the playoffs? What has the ride been like throughout the regular season? Yeah, it's had a, a little Humpty Dumpty in it, uh, I would think. Uh, if you look at, uh, you know, starting the season off 6-1, and one, had a six-game winning streak, uh, and then kind of got socked in the nose by Denver. Uh, then they lose three of four. Uh, and then they win four straight and looked like everything was straightened out. Uh, and then they get beat by Arizona by three points. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, it, 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 it's encouraging. Um, the statistics certainly a great turnaround from last year. Uh, but I think after clinching the NFC East and losing to Arizona, it sort of took a little shine off the accomplishment heading into the final game uh, and then into the playoffs. So uh, it's almost like, okay, you know, which team is the Cowboys, the one that won six straight, four straight, or the one that lost three out of four and then uh, get beat by Arizona that had lost three straight. Uh, So a little bit of a question mark, I think, at this time going into the playoffs. By the way, do you, will they will they play in your in your eyes? Will they play a lot of the starters against the Eagles? Uh, I think the plan is uh, that's what they're planning to do. Uh, they're planning to uh, play the starters, uh, you know. And if you go off of, off of what happened in this last game, uh, they probably need to. And you know, they haven't accomplished anything yet. This is not a team that's like, okay, this is a really good team. Uh, they've been this way for two or three years. They can just pull back and then turn it on in the playoffs. I, I don't see that. And, and I don't think they can afford to just give up a week of practice and play the guys on the practice squad uh, and say, okay, you know, we'll be good to go. We'll turn it on next week. I think they need the, they need this week. They have some things to work out. Uh, and you know, if there's injury guys and they, they only got, they only had like one guy, uh, really limited in practice. That was a surprise. J Ron curse. Although they did find out just a, a little while ago, uh, that Micah Parsons is being placed on reserve COVID. Uh, so uh, I don't know if he can get back within five days to play the game or not, but I would certainly think he would be ready to go for the playoffs. So, uh, the idea is, the intention is to go in the game uh, trying to uh, win and get that 12th victory. Mickey, let's let's start with Parsons and part of the defensive turnaround for the Dallas Cowboys. You've watched him through the year. We talked about it early in the season. He's been productive. He's been versatile. He's been a big playmaker. I'm not sure what else I can say about him from the outside. You tell me what he's been like from the inside. You know, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, not only those things, but just sort of his nature uh, for a 22-year-old kid that didn't play his last year in college uh, and, and to do what he's done. I think he's just changed kind of the, oh, the, the personality of this defense. Uh, he's, awfully, uh, he's awfully confident. And I think it's rubbed off on some of the other guys. Uh, he's awfully aggressive, and I think that's rubbed off on some of the other guys too. And so even from you know a locker room thing for just a, a rookie uh, to, to t- kind of create the personality of this defense uh, has been rather remarkable. I think anybody going into the draft, if you had just looked at what he did at Penn State, you're going, you know what? this guy just might be the best defensive player in the draft. And I think the Cowboys got fortunate because 
uh, you know, they might have taken a corner that they liked if the corners were there. And because they weren't, they trade down and say, okay, we'll just take the number one uh, defensive player on our board, which was Micah Parsons. And, you know, Dave, I thought it was it was somewhat funny because I was a proponent of them drafting him regardless of uh, the cornerbacks there or not because if you looked at their problem the previous year, you know, they were epically bad at stopping the run, and a cornerback wasn't going to help them. Uh, but, boy, a guy that can play linebacker and do so many different other things – uh, certainly could. Uh, and somebody said, yeah, but you got linebackers. Where are you going to play them? And my answer was, on the field. They'll figure it out. And and that's exactly what happened. They, okay, we need help at defensive end. We can put them there for a game or two. No, we need them back at linebacker on the strong side. Okay, he can play there. Well, now we need him in the middle. Uh, okay, he can play there. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I just think he transformed the nature of this defense. How ready, Mickey, is that defense to play in the postseason? How how ready is, is that defense to win in the postseason? Well, here's the deal, and this has been the deal uh, all season long, at least in my eyes. Uh, the takeaways are great, uh, and, and but one of the problems has been giving up big plays. Uh, and so my, my thoughts always were, well, if the takeaway well runs dry, can you get them off the field on downs? And they struggled against Arizona doing that. They didn't get any takeaways, and they gave up the big plays. So, again, uh, if you get into the playoffs and, and you know, they're good enough to get a couple of takeaways, uh, then I think the defense is pretty good. But if they don't, then they've got to do a better job of limiting the number of big plays uh, that opposing teams have created. And if you just take the Arizona game, for example, you know, one of their, uh, I don't know how you look at it, but one of, I think their calling cards for offense uh, for the Cardinals is big plays. Uh, you know, Tyler Murray loves to throw the ball deep, uh, and he doesn't mind throwing up a 50-50 ball and take his chances. And that's kind of what they did. Uh, and they ended up with six plays of at least 19 yards, and two of them a high of 43 and 42. So exactly what they wanted to do, and Cowboys gave up those big plays. So that's going to be key going into the playoffs if they can eliminate big plays because you're going to be playing teams with better records, and maybe they're not turning the ball over the way some of the teams did uh, when the Cowboys hit those winning streaks. That's interesting about the Cardinals. I will note that if the Eagles – play Arizona if you have to play them yeah watch out yeah they had no qualms of just throwing the ball deep uh and you know they hit a couple plays maybe there was four incompletions uh but uh, when I've seen Kyler Murray play uh, one of the things he does is you know if he scrambles out of the uh out of the pocket left or right he has no problem winging it down the field Interesting. Um, Mickey, let's talk about the offense and kind of the same question. How ready is the Dallas offense to win in the postseason? I know losing Gallup is a blow, um, but it seems like there's some depth there. How do you feel about the Dallas offense? Yeah, you know, and they didn't have a very good performance against Arizona either. Uh, They've struggled at times running the football. Uh, it looked like the previous couple games that they had gotten that back in in gear, uh, and then they uh, they had a it, it was kind of a weird game. So I probably shouldn't judge everything off of Arizona because they uh, they ended up with 
10 penalties, six of them were on third down. And basically, you get third down penalties, you're ending the drive because uh, you, you end up third and long. Uh, but, yeah, they had troubles running the ball. And, you know, one of the things that teams have done uh, to try to create success against the Cowboys is, uh, you know, kind of show uh, a defensive front and then bail out of it and keep the Cowboys guessing on what they're trying to do. Uh, so it's almost like they're they're telling you now we're inviting you to throw the ball. We got all these guys on the line of scrimmage, and then you adjust the play and teams bail out. Uh, and now you're you're trying to throw into cover too. So uh, it looked like they had solved that problem when they played uh, Washington. Uh, but again, it kind of was the same thing against Arizona. So. Uh, you know, they've got the weapons. I realize they lost Gallup, but Cedric Wilson has done a really good job of stepping into his place when he missed seven games early in the season uh, with a calf injury. Uh, so I feel pretty good about that with Cedric Wilson, the third cor- uh, the third wide receiver. Uh, and, you know, Dalton Schultz has been uh, I- important at the tight end position. Uh, now they just have to be able – I'm not saying they have to run the ball more. They just have to run the ball more effectively. And I think, as you know, when you get into the playoffs, that's a pretty uh, important component to your offense. Absolutely. Finally, but uh, I, I would be remiss if not a question about the NFC East. Dallas wins the division. No repeat winner since the Eagles did it in 2003, 2004. Kind of remarkable there. As you look at the NFC East, Mickey, not only this year, but kind of projecting into 2022 and beyond. Like, what do you see? Is this is this division ever going to return to the days where all four teams are really good? You know, I, I think the bottom line is, and I said this before the season started, uh, I think you have to judge the NFC East by who's playing quarterback, right? Uh, who's Who's got proven quarterbacks? Uh, I think – you know, the, the, the jury was out on, uh, on Daniel Jones. Um, we saw what happened in Washington uh, with the injuries, and, you know, even without the injuries, it's like, what did they have? Uh, I think we saw glimpses of Jalen Hurts that, boy, he can be something, and can he do it consistently? And, and then from the Cowboys' standpoint, you know, they were pretty good with Dak Prescott, but the question was, okay, he's coming off this injury. How well can he play? Well, he was ready to go and and really started off the season well. Uh, And I I think, you know, if you're a GM, you're trusting Dak Prescott. Uh, Now, will Washington solve their quarterback problems? What's going to go on uh, in in New York? Uh, I think, and you tell me, I I would imagine the way Jalen Hurts has been playing down the stretch that – uh, the Eagles are probably pretty confident in what he can do. So maybe okay. half the division is okay uh, because of the quarterback position. But as we know, as the quarterbacks go, usually that's the way uh, teams in the NFL go. Yeah, no doubt. No question. Mickey, uh, thanks so much. And uh, we'll see what happens Saturday night, Eagles-Cowboys. May- maybe this will be the second of, thir- of three meetings this year. Who knows? It's been a I- – I yeah, who knows? Yeah, it could certainly look that way. You never know, right? It would be. It would. It's always fun to play the Cowboys. Mickey, thank you so much. Happy New right. Year, and thanks for joining. Thanks, Dave. Good to be with you. Take care. And finally, on this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group, how about Jay Ajayi, acquired by the Eagles? 
just before the trade deadline in 2017. And he made an instant impact. That first game against the Denver Broncos at Lincoln Financial Field, I still remember it. Running down the sidelines, Jay Ajayi with a touchdown run. Here's the call from Merrill Reese back in 2017. First and 10. Wentz again in the shotgun. Wentz comes back to Ajayi again. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. At the 20. At the 15. 10 5. He dives. And he is in for the touchdown. His first touchdown is an eagle. A 46 yard explosion by Jay Ajayi. And again, big guys at the line of scrimmage just creating a huge lane for Jay Ajayi. Once he gets to the second level, Merrill Reese, he uses that speed. He outruns the safety to the corner of the end zone and just dives in. A great job by Jason Kelsey coming around. He snaps, he pulls on the outside, and Jay Ajayi comes in behind him, and he shows you the explosion that he has that he'll bring to this party. The year was 2017. The Eagles were getting near the trade deadline. Already a really good football team. They needed somebody to put this offense over the top. So what the Eagles do? They went to the Miami Dolphins and brought to Philadelphia running back Jay Ajayi, who joins me now here, our Microsoft Teams Legend of the Week. He's coming back for this game against the Dallas Cowboys to finish the regular season. Jay, great to see you. Uh, looking forward to seeing you back in Philadelphia. Take me back to 2017, those first days in Philadelphia. How, how was it feeling? What do you remember about that time? Yeah, back 2017, crazy moment. Obviously, you know, finding out getting traded. Um... It was like a whirlwind getting to Philly um, from Miami. Um, just trying to figure things out on the fly. New teammates, new city. Um, and just trying to, like, showcase, you know, to the team what I'm about and what my play style is like. And I was kind of just glad to get, get ready to go that first game because I wasn't sure if I was going to play. Um, but me and Deuce, we uh, studied a lot that week, and uh, he felt comfortable enough in throwing me in the game. And like, it was a great game. I was able to um, go go get that first touchdown uh, as an Eagle and just start my uh, Philly career off right. I, I remember it honestly like it was yesterday. 46 yards down the sideline, right in front of the Eagles bench. Just get inside the pylon. Crowd goes crazy. Uh, kind of a feeling of immediate acceptance, Jay. Like, hey, this is going to work out for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially if you understand, like, the season I was having that year, it was kind of frustrating. I was, um, you know, doing well, but I felt like I was just kind of struggling. And, like, my play, I didn't feel like I was able to do what I could do. And it kind of was like, obviously, that switch happened, the trade happened. I was in Philly. I didn't know, like, how it would go. And then, um, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm confident in myself. So once I go on that field, I was like, ready to roll and then the touchdown happened and it was kind of like a crazy moment because the the stadium went crazy um the, my teammates my new teammates were all hyped up and we were blowing uh, the broncos like we were killing them um and then obviously you want to like always showcase you know what you can do so like again getting that touchdown the first game as an eagle letting the the, the city and the team know like i'm a baller and i'm here to play so, so that was what it was all about for me, too. Jay, what was the experience like for you going through the playoffs uh, as the number one seed, uh, going to Minneapolis, 
great Super Bowl, winning the game. I mean, as you, as you live, it, live it again here, what was the experience like? Realistically, I knew that coming to this team, my job was to help this team win the Super Bowl. That's what Howie told me when they called me. That's what they, they brought me in for, was to help to do whatever I can to help get this team a Super Bowl win. So, you know, obviously with the playoffs, you have to raise the level of game. You have to raise the level of play. I think we all did that. We all banded around each other, um, especially in our RB room. Um, I was battling, like, different little injuries and stuff during the time. And it was just about everyone just leaning on each other. And then just that that Vikings game, the pregame, I think that's probably one of the most iconic like pregames I've ever been a part of. Um, when they were playing Dreams and Nightmares and we were in all black and the, the I, I just knew like the Vikings were they in trouble. You know, like they didn't have a chance that day. It was it was gonna be real ugly for them. I could tell. And then obviously in the Super Bowl, you know, the the, the negative twenty five degree inside Minnesota. Hopefully never again that cold, but man, yeah, what a moment getting the win against Tom Brady. It's like us against the world. Yeah, just special moments. I got to have my family there on the field. I mean, again, that that's a very um, important time in my life. I'm grateful um, for everything, you know, for, for what Philly did for me. Did you do it right, Jay, looking back at the parade? Like, did you, did you? Did, did Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We did it. We did that parade. Man, I was like, man, I should have I should have had an outfit like Kelsey the way <laughs> like that's probably the only thing. Like, man, that was that was a moment. I, I catch myself sometimes going through my, my photos because I have all the videos. Even like looking at other teams that have won since our parade, I'm like, these these clowns ain't even celebrating right. Like, can't nobody celebrate like the Eagles know how to celebrate. We brought the whole city out. Like, that was insane. That 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 parade, never forget it. It's amazing. And then, you know, you come back the next year, you're, you're on a roll, things are going well, and you had the knee injury, something that really kind of just kind of plagued you the rest of your career. How are you feeling? What was it like going through that, like from a human element standpoint? For people out there who go through tough times, we're all going through tough times right now. How did you overcome all that stuff? I was playing banged up at the beginning of the year, and I think I still had like maybe four plus five touchdowns already early yep. in the season. So I was, I felt like, man, I'm doing this, and I'm not even fully 100 yet. You know what I'm saying? So I was very excited about um, just the prospects of the season. And then, um, you know, the Vikings game happened, uh, tore the ACL, and um, boom, it was kind of like, I never was able to really just get back to my level of play. And um, for me, it was another big blow, um, especially in the contract year. Um, that kind of just, you know, kind of, it was like a, a toppling domino for me, unfortunately. I will say, like, that was the toppling domino that kind of started the the down, down slide. So it was definitely tough. Um, but, you know, strong people last, so you just got to push through that adversity. It's not the first... Time, unfortunately, that I've had, you know, major injuries in my career. Um, and I was able to, again, sustain through my whole career, you know, and, and be a Super Bowl champion and all that. So um, with the injuries, you know, it comes, you know, it's part of the game. What will it be like for you uh, once again being in front of the crowd, uh, hearing the love from the fans? 
Uh, you looking forward to that? Oh man, of course. Yeah. Uh, the link is a special place. Um, it reminds me of like uh, the the Premier League. You know, um, the fans there they're just um, amazing. You know, they they either love you or they hate you, but they're gonna give you what it is, and that's what I like. You know, I like people keeping it real with me a hundred percent of the time. You know, so I love I love it there. I know it's gonna be a, a crazy game. We got the the boys coming up. And you know, I know they done already made it in. We got we got work to do. We're not done, so we got to put, we got some something to play for. So I'm gonna be there cheering my guys on. You know, rooting them on, getting the team, getting the stadium hyped up, man. Because we got stuff to do. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to get back on that field. I'm you know, um, I'm still only 28, so it's not like I'm old as hell. And like I'm, you know, I feel like I could still be out there if I wasn't dealing with my injuries and stuff. But you know, it is what it is, and I'm just take it all in, you know, just breathe the air, enjoy the moment, and uh, again, root, root those guys on. Love it. Jay, what's life like for you these days? Where are you living? Um, I know you're a UK native. Are you in the States? Or are you overseas? Where are you? Yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in the States right now. I'm living in Miami. Um, but I, I travel to the UK quite a bit, so I'm going to probably go out there um, 2022. I'll get out there some. And then, yeah, right now I'm on my, my next chapter. Obviously, I'm, I'm retiring from the football, so I'm done with that. I'm, I'm doing my music. Um, I was doing music, you know, throughout my life. I uh, never really pursued it on, like, a, you know, obviously because of the football. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, now I'm, 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 I'm diving in full, full deep. So it's been fun. I've been uh, enjoying that process. Um, and, uh, yeah, been, been, been focusing on that. We're going to we, – Eagles fans will keep an eye out – on emerging star yeah. performer. We'll, we'll send field. you the links. Okay. We'll send you the links. It, it's, it's not J Train anymore. Now it's Finesse. That's the, that's my artist name as well. I'll go by Finesse. So, okay. yeah. We'll keep our eye on mm -hmm. Finesse. On Sunday, we'll yeah, keep our please. eye on the J Train. J Train. Right. No, yeah, J Train's yeah. back. I'm going to be the Sunday. J Train. The J Train is making one last stop in Philly one more time. We're going we gonna to have a nice little party on the field in the link. And we're gonna, you know, we're gonna share those great memories like old times. You know? I love it. Hey, Jay Ajayi, thank yeah. you so much. Our Microsoft Teams Legend of the Week. Can't wait to see you on Sunday. I will make sure to say hello. And thank you for coming back to Philly. And thanks for helping us win the only Super Bowl in the history of Philadelphia. Thanks so much, man. Bless. That will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. We'll be back late Saturday night with our instant reaction podcast, Eagles Cowboys. From the link. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadero. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Julie McLaughlin, Ray Doyle for their work here. Thanks to all of you for joining us each and every week. If you have a moment to give us a little review, we would appreciate it. There's a link in the details section of your podcast library. Dave Spadero saying, have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly. And go, birds! E-A-T-L-E!